morning. Wow, it is a good morning. A good morning to come and fellowship and celebrate and worship. This morning I want to continue a series uh, following his perfect example. And I want to talk about spiritual maturity today. Spiritual maturity. I want to talk about setting some goals. And I want to talk about making some positive habits. As we, again, on a chase for perfection. On a chase for Jesus' perfect example. I don't know if you all remember in school, but uh, I do. We used to... We used to memorize some things. If I ask you right now what three times three is, I bet you everybody can tell me. Or most people can tell me. (laughs) And you don't have to think about it very much. I bet you most of us can go all the way through twelves. Because that's what we did in school. We learned it all the way through twelves. And I remember... Learning other things, too. I remember spelling bees. Man, I was terrible at those. I was a pretty good speller, but, man, I didn't like to talk in front of people. When I stood up in front of the class, and just, I couldn't spell my name. But uh, in education, whatever you're trying to learn, we try to create some good habits. We set some goals. We try to create some good habits because as a teacher, I can't tell my students everything they didn't know in life. If I told them everything I I knew, it would only take a class period or two, and we'd be done for the year. What I I have to do with students and what I have to do with everybody that I meet is really get them excited about learning. Get people excited about knowing more. And as a pastor, I need to get people excited about following Christ and being like Christ more and more each day. That's my job. That's what I do. Unfortunately, if you only get a message or you're only in the Word for, you know, 20, 25 minutes on Sunday morning, for me, you're probably not going to grow as much as you should. So I want to talk about setting some goals and making some habits for our Christian life. I mean, sports is the same way. I don't know how many free throws I shot growing up. Countless. Good habits are great. I don't know how many times when Abby was playing competitive golf that I made her put three-foot putts. When you create habits, things begin to be natural for you. Me, I had to follow fundamentals as an athlete because I was really small and really slow and really short. Those are not good traits of a good athlete. I had to learn how to do things. So what my high school football coach, he called me Stasa. He said, Stasa, you may be small, but you're slow. That's not a compliment. I don't know if y'all know that. But fundamentally, I had to be sound. In our Christian walk, it's the same way. We've got to be fundamentally sound. We have to know what God's called us to do. We have to look towards our perfect example. I will read... I'm going to reference several scriptures today, but I'm going to read just one verse. I'm going to read 1 Peter 2.2 as we start here. Like newborn infants long for the pure, 
spiritual milk so that by it you will grow into salvation. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for just giving us this perfect example, Lord, just this, giving us the desire to follow you. Lord, I pray that uh, as we look at the scripture and we go through this lesson, Lord, that each one of us has a desire and excitement to, to be like you every day, to set some goals and create some positive habits, Lord, that will, will help us spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Again, I want to talk about setting goals. I want to talk about setting goals because goals are very important. Goals are very important. I don't know if you noticed it, but in sports, there's a scoreboard. Have y'all ever noticed that? There is a scoreboard. We keep scoring. Now, thank God Jesus don't keep score of our transgressions because he forgives us perfectly of our sins. But as we walk with Christ every day, we want to be more like him. So we need to have some goals. We need to have some goals. If we want to walk with Christ, we want to walk more like Him every day. We need to know where we're going. Yeah, He's our goal. Perfection is our goal. But we are not going to get to perfection overnight. We may not get to perfection in this lifetime. But we need to set some goals that we can see some improvement in our lives. We need to create habits that will help us reach those goals. The habits I want to talk about today are good habits. Because if we don't put good habits in our life, we are going to put some bad habits in our lives. Our lives are always full. Our lives are always full. Yeah, we can have some empty space in there at some point. But as human beings, we're always trying to fill that empty space. If we don't fill it with good things, it's going to get filled with other things. The children that we teach... And we set examples for, if we don't fill them with good things, then other things are going to enter them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Good habits are very important because something's going to take up our time. You can ask Rhonda, I stay busy, everybody stays busy. I'm going to be doing something all the time. It might as well be positive. It might as well be things that, that, that help me reach my goal. Again, unless we establish good habits, bad habits will set in that hinder our spiritual growth. Unless we set these good habits, bad habits will set in. I'm going to talk to you about reading the Bible. I'm going to talk to you about praying, singing, and worshiping. That's what we're talking about today. Those are the things that we should be doing. These are the habits we should have to reach the goals that we have spiritually. If we're not reading the Bible, we're doing something else, aren't we? And it could be something, but, but if we're not reading the Bible, something's going to take that time that we should be reading the Bible. We're going to be doing something else. We're always busy. Every one of us is always busy. Reading the Bible is so important. Taking that time just to look at God's Word is crucial to our spiritual growth. Like I just read 1 Peter 2.2, 2, like newborn infants, long for the pure, the spiritual milk, we do too. That's who we are. As infants, just like infants long for milk, we long to be nourished spiritually. We long to fill the gap that's in our life. And if we don't fill it with spiritual things, if we don't fill it by reading the Bible, other things are going to creep in. 
You see, David described the value of God's word in Psalm 19, 7 through 11. He said, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord, the ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold. David thought reading the Bible was pretty important there. He thought reading scripture was pretty important. He goes on, or actually in Psalm 1. One through three, he says, Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, to take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord. And of his law they meditate day and night. Again, if we don't read the Bible, we're going to be doing something else. If we don't put that positive spiritual growth, nutrition in our life, something else is going to be there. You see, as Christians, we want to follow Jesus is perfect example. We want to grow spiritually. So we got to develop good habits. We've got to develop habits of reading the Bible. Do y'all remember memorizing scripture when you were a kid? Do you remember setting, do you remember somebody giving you a devotion book or a, a certain time to spend reading your Bible? When do you read your Bible right now? God's created us, created us to have order. And at some point in the day, Part of that order needs to be reading the Bible. It could be first thing in the morning. It could be at your, on your planning period at 11 o'clock. It could be whenever. But you've got to meditate on Scripture daily if you want to grow spiritually. There's no replacement for it. You have to meditate daily on Scripture. You see, by feeding ourselves with God's Word daily, we receive some spiritual Nourishment. And that spiritual nourishment is, is necessary it's for our spiritual growth. There's different things that we can get on to get in the habit of reading the Bible daily. I'll do a better job. This, last year I started out, and I think I did every year, or excuse me, every week last year, I think I posted that read together that the conference shared. I think I did it every week on Facebook last year. This year, I haven't done it. I'll start doing it. That'll give you something to start with. You may read through the lectionary. I, I do different Bible studies personally, but I read the lectionary every week. I don't always preach from the lectionary, but for me to stay disciplined, I have to be on a plan. So I read the lectionary every week, whether I'm preaching from it or not. That's my Bible study. You may get a devotion book, and you may, but again, you've got to meditate on Scripture every day. To grow spiritually, you've got to receive the spiritual nourishment. I can't stress enough. And I promise you, once you do it for a week or two, it's a habit. Yeah, at first it may be hard to find some time to do it. But again, it does not take long to develop habits. And once it is, then all of a sudden it's natural. We do it every day. I encourage you to read your Bible every day. I encourage you to pray. The next thing to, to grow spiritually, we must be in communication with God every day. 
multiple times a day. We've got to have a lifestyle of prayer. You see, the prayer is essential for spiritual growth. Through prayer, we find mercy and grace to help us in times of trial. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy, find grace to help in time of need. When we have times of need, we need to be praying. We need to be praying. We need to be reading the scripture. Okay? We need to be praying. We need to be talking to God when we're in need. You see, we find peace in prayer. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. To find that peace, that perfect peace that we're searching for, we need to be in prayer. We need to be in prayer. I told you before, I've only experienced... When you think about perfect peace, when, it, when I picture perfect peace, I think about how busy I am, and if I'm one place, I should be somewhere else. If I'm somewhere else, I should be there, I should be here, and I'm torn. If you're not in prayer, that's the way you feel. Your life, you always feel like you're being... St- you're, you're being torn from place to place. But when you pray and you're in, in, in God's perfect presence, you can have peace about what you're doing in your life. There's nothing like feeling that perfect peace. When you're at a place that God sent you and you're seeking His will in everything you do, there's nothing like that perfect peace that just overcomes you. And again, it can overcome you in times of trial. Two times in my life I've experienced what I consider perfect peace. Three times. Three times, really. Yeah, maybe four. Probably more than I can count. Probably more than I can count. But sometimes when we're in trial, we recognize it more. Sometimes when we're in trial, we recognize it more. The night my dad passed away, I knew without a doubt I was there Exactly where I was supposed to be. Without a doubt. Losing my father. Lord blessed me with a couple good parents. But I had peace and thankfulness that he blessed me with those parents. The other time that I can think of really quick that was the birth of Abby. Rhonda and I were in labor for like 20 hours. Is that right? Yeah, we were we were in labor a long time. But when that occurred, that peace that just fell over me, I can't explain. So again, in good times and in tough times, we need to be praying. We need to be searching for that peace. And searching for the place we're supposed to be at that moment. Daniel in, in Daniel six ten Even after a prayer was answered, he still chose to pray three times a day. Just to be in that communication with his Lord. See, we need to be listening to God daily through his word. We need to talk to him daily. If we want to grow and be more like him, we need to know who he is. And we do that by 
reading the scripture and talking to him. If you're going to get in a good habit of reading scripture, I promise you're going to pray as you read it. I don't know how you can't. So those two things really come together. The next thing is what I'm really good at. The next one I want to talk about is singing. Not my gift. But I love to do it. I love to sing. People don't really like to hear me, but I love to sing. You see, praising God in song is so important. When you're trying to fill yourself with nutrition, when you sing those words that people have written about our Lord and Savior, man, talk about some peace there. We need to be singing and praising daily. You see, David, the man after God's own heart, developed the practice of praising God daily. Psalm 104, 33 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced this or not, but music sticks with us. I don't care how long ago, if you liked a song 40 years ago, 50 years ago, whenever, when you hear the first few notes of that song, you can start singing it. I do it all the time. Sometimes the words are right, sometimes they're not, but I keep singing. Have you ever visited a nursing home? Have you ever visited a nursing home? Maybe gone Christmas. Some of the best blessings... I've had is going to a nursing home, and again, singing's not my gift, but going to a nursing home and singing Christmas carols. You ever done that? I don't care what state the person's in. I've seen folks with head injuries or folks with uh, memory loss that when we start singing those notes, they sing every word. They sing every word. I can't explain it. They a lot of times can't really tell you what day they what what day it is, but they can sing every note of that song they heard fifty years ago. Isn't it not amazing how God speaks to us, how He nourishes us? Can you imagine the peace that it brings them when they sing those notes? Man, God created us to praise Him. If you're not singing, if you're not singing, are we are are you really praising? If we teach one another through song, then we teach ourselves too. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude. In your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. If you want to be nourished spiritually, we've got to sing. We've got to worship. The Christian should make singing a habit. We should sing every day. We should sing every day. I sing every day. And again, I guarantee you all have a better gift of singing than I do. Sometimes I think I'm singing really low and or really low volume wise and Evidently, I'm not because somebody a couple doors down comes and say, what in the world is that song? I recognize the words, but you, the, the tune just don't sound right, you know. Uh, but sing. It's praising God. 
It's pleasing God. The other thing that we need to do, or another thing we need to do if we really want to be spiritually nourished, is come together and assembly. Come together and worship together. Come and worship together. Be with each other. Us being together. It's important. Worshiping together with other Christians is important to spiritual nourishment. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how to provide one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. We're supposed to come together, worship together, and encourage each other. That's what the Word says right here. We're supposed to be getting people excited about doing good works and loving. Not that we can go to heaven by doing good works, but if we're saved, if we're truly saved, we want to help people. We need to do it together. We need to lift each other up. It's important. Being here right now is important to your spiritual nourishment. And it's not because of me. It's because of God. It's because this is what God needs you to do. It's what God created you to do. It's to praise Him. We need to be together. And I've heard people saying, I, I believe it. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Who's heard that? I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. But if you really want to grow spiritually, you can grow spiritually more if we worship together, I promise you. You don't have to be home to be married either. But it sure works better if you go home every now and then. As Christians, as we're growing spiritually, we should want to be together. We should long for each other to worship together, to praise the God that saved us from our sins, to tell each other how much we love them. When each other, when we're going through trials, to lift each other up. That's why this place exists. Remember, we've got to have goals. And to obtain these goals, we've got to create some good habits. And all of these habits are important. But to reach our goal, we have to read the Bible. To reach our goal, we have to pray. To reach our goal, we have to sing. And to reach our goal, we've got to worship, and we've got to worship together. Again, that's what God created us for, is to worship Him. Again, goals are met by positive habits. The creation of these good habits set the stage for our positive growth, our positive spiritual growth. As spiritual habits are developed, you'll start seeing some spiritual growth, I promise you. And you're like, well, how do you measure this spiritual growth? A lot of it is just the peace that you feel, the love you feel for each other, the joy you feel. A lot of it is when you have those bad days, you can still give God thanks for all he's done in your life. 
there's ways to measure this growth. Again, we've got to be setting these good habits. Individually and as a church. As a congregation, we need to be promoting these habits with each other. We need to be encouraging each other. We need to be praising with each other. We need to be worshiping with each other. I love you. I love worshiping with you. I love being here with you. But most of all, I love seeing us grow spiritually. Getting each other excited about doing the things that God's called us to do. Are you creating those habits? Is your goal in life this spiritual growth to become more and more like Jesus Christ every day? If it's not, I pray that this week you start setting those habits. Or you start setting those goals and you create those habits to reach the goals. I promise you it won't take long to set the habit. And I promise you it will not take long to see some results. Again, we are not perfect, but we worship a perfect Savior. And we're chasing His perfect example. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, um, for sending your perfect example, Lord. Just thank you for um, giving us the tools that... Uh, that we need to grow spiritually. Lord, I just pray for each one here, each one that may be listening online, Lord, to, to utilize these tools, these goals, or these habits that, that you've created us to do. Lord, I, I pray that we do these every day, Lord, and we focus on becoming more like your perfect son. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that doesn't have a relationship with you, Lord, I, I just pray this morning, Lord, they come to that knowing, loving relationship, that perfect salvation that's only found through a relationship with your son. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.